Welcome to the Insight Ministries podcast. We're your hosts, John and Megan Pop. We want to thank you for listening. We hope the messages on this podcast encourage you and bless you. Connect with us on social media, or for more information, check out our website, keepchristinsight.com. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. Uh, it's February already. The year is... Almost f- the end of it. <laughs> I know, the year is flying by. Um, but... We want to do something a little bit different with this episode. So we just released a new book um, just a couple weeks ago in Isn't January. It beautiful. Uh, we we <laughs> combined with our family and, and our pastor Megan's dad and uh, <clears throat> put out a very awesome, awesome collaborative book that we're so excited about. Um, and so we wanted to kind of take this episode to do like a behind the scenes, kind of give you some backstory about what went into the book. And, uh, and give you our perspective on kind of that process uh, and, and take you through it. Because, um, man, the Lord just really did something awesome um, in how he worked it all together. Like Absolutely. All the pieces just fell in line so beautifully. And uh, we were able to actually do this um, in a way that her dad wasn't aware that it was going on. And then we surprised him with it on Christmas Day. And, uh, and that was a very beautiful moment as a family to get to watch him open up this book with no explanation <laughs> and him figure out what it was and then start to open it up and read through the pages and um, just watch his face light up. It was, it was a really special moment, and he's just been all about it ever since for the last uh, several weeks, carrying it around everywhere and, and everything, so... Um, but yeah, we just wanted to give kind of a, you know, a little bit of the backstory for how this book came about and uh, what it means to us and, and everything. So let's talk about kind of where did the idea come from to put this book together? Well, this is a really special project to me. I mean, as most of you know, my dad's not in the greatest of health. And so he had written a book previously years ago Mm -hmm. um, called Liar Liar and it's a great book it tells a testimony of my uncle who was almost killed in a car wreck and what God taught my dad through that season and um, the whole time he's writing this book he's saying you know if I write a second book I want it to be the God of Re the God of Re the God of Re so he just kept talking about it well as his health has declined he's not been able to write at all right communication is very difficult for him but he had already done this sermon series on the god of re and so i kept trying to find the audio for the sermons and of all of the audio that we have from him preaching over the last 30 years years and years of audio we could not find the god of re it was just gone And I was like, God, there has to be audio of this somewhere so we can transcribe it or something. Mm -hmm. And last January, a year ago, I was in Kentucky and I was helping my mom look for my dad's license. His driver's license had gone missing and we were trying to get on an airplane to get out to California Mm -hmm. for a trip. And I was just tearing the house apart looking for his license, which we did find. But in the process, I opened up one of his desk drawers at home where he never kept anything important. Everything was always at the church, 
But for whatever reason, I opened up this desk drawer and I found a file labeled The God of Re. Yeah. And it was his manuscript that he had typed. Yeah. So um, there was two different things that were uncovered in that folder. One was the typed out chapter that he had written based on his original sermon, The God of Rescue, which is, if you get the book, it's the very last chapter in the book. Right. And um, he had actually taken the time to write out that chapter when he was still, you know, feeling pretty good and still able to communicate well. So he had written that down and it was actually, you know, we have the audio of that sermon, but then, right, right that, that was the only was, one we found. That one was all the way back in 2009 and it was originally right. titled The Rescue of Peter. Right. And I mean, like we went on to write a, an Easter play around that and everything. Right. So we found the actual chapter that he wrote out of of the the god of rescue and then the other thing we found was we found an um it was basically an audio transcript that had been recorded it wasn't the audio but it was like the it was the like typed out version right? transcription yeah of the night well i guess it was the day that he preached uh the god of refreshing mm -hmm. as part of the god of series and that was what 2013 right it was 2013 yeah, yeah. so you're talking it's been since 2009 for the God of Rescue, and then it's been, you know, as of January, it would have been 10 years since he preached these the God of Re series along with uh, with Matt. And so um, we, we were able to use the transcribed audio, but because it was transcribed word for word of him preaching it, as you guys might or might not realize, but, you know, the way you say something is not necessarily the way you would write it down. You know, it's fitting, though, because the way that my dad writes is a lot like he, he speaks. Yeah. So it would have been about the same. <laughs> right. So, you know, there was definitely some little things um, that you would do as, as part of preaching some uh, alliterations and stuff like that to drive sure. a point home that we had to kind of change a little bit, but not, really not a lot. No. Um, the um, the context of the message is definitely intact. Right. Completely. And then with that, you know, um, as some of you guys have, have kind of heard from Pastor Matt and Sister Hall when they did kind of their interview with uh, Sister Trish Marcus on on the book, um, you know, Pastor Matt had preached one of the messages in the series back in the 2013 era, and uh, he actually... Uh, he had the audio transcribed out, but he took it and and actually fleshed it out as a full chapter. So mm -hmm. he took his sermon and he wrote his own full chapter on it. And and at that point, we knew okay, we have three chapters of the book, but we're we're still a little bit lacking in what we wanted to be a full length book. Yeah, so we kind of sat on the manuscript for a little while because we were like, okay, we know that we could each contribute a chapter and get a full book out of it but you know is that something we want to pursue now should we wait and so we kind of sat on it for a few months and then just suddenly it was like okay we need to do this now it, right. it felt sudden and urgent yeah. to get it done and i'm not really sure exactly why but i feel like it has been an encouragement to dad um to have it now absolutely it's been um something that's feeding his spirit it is, you know. So with that, um, we realized, okay, being that we needed to add a couple chapters, we had, you know, Megan said, okay, I'll write a chapter that'll be within the theme, and so you wrote your chapter called 
The God of Redemption. The God of Redemption. And then I had just put out my first book called Reclaimed. And uh, perfectly enough, the God of Reclamation was the theme of the book. But I didn't just want to take the book exactly and convert that for this book. So I actually rewrote from scratch different parts that are in my book Reclaimed. I took different pieces of that and rewrote them from scratch without looking at the uh, the actual manuscript from Reclaimed. Uh, just let the Lord breathe f- fresh breath on it. But then I also added new parts in. So um, there's an entire section on uh, David at Ziklag and, and how he was led by the Lord to pursue the enemy and recover all. Um, that is not in my book Reclaimed. Um, but I added those sections in along with like the parable of the the prodigal son that they that we call him in Luke and um, Mephibosheth, one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament. Um, so that kind of became the God of Reclamation. And then we just needed one more chapter. And it's my favorite one of all. Yeah. That would be my mom's chapter, um, which was the God of Reservation. Right. And at yeah. first you think, Ooh, reservation. What does that mean? Right. But she meant it in reference to like a reservation at a restaurant. Yes. And just such a unique take on Psalm 23. Yeah. So if you guys are familiar with Sister Hall, some of you, you know, she might be your pastor. Some of you might have seen that we've done podcast episodes with her and we're going to do some more in the very near future. Um, But she will write these little blurbs on social media, and it'll just be like a quick thought here or there, you know, maybe a paragraph or so of something that the Lord's put on, on her heart. And I'm telling you, it's always like the most deep material (laughs) you've ever read. And I'm always like, my goodness, this woman needs to write. (laughs) She needs needs to to write write books and articles and sermons. And, and she has, she's, she's written sermons and stuff. And she actually helped contribute to um, the women's devotional that you yes. had a part in as well. Yes. But she's just a deep well of so deep. of the Lord's wisdom, but then also um, she has a way with words. Like I, I want to be just like her when I grow <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, she, she can just, uh, she puts a, a certain perspective on things that I feel like makes it so easy to digest, but at the same time, you're like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. there's so much weight to it. You know? Absolutely. And I think it's because... She doesn't speak quickly. Right. She always thinks and prays before she puts anything to paper. And she was so nervous about writing a chapter. But she did awesome. So we kind of took all of these chapters along with some ghost writing of an intro and an epilogue and things like that. And we put together uh, the book with our publisher. Um, Shout out to Tall Pine Publishing Incredible. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) incredible publisher. Um, But we kind of came to them and we said, okay, we've got all these disparate chapters that we want to put together and make a cohesive book, but it's going to be multi author. Mm -hmm. So you don't just have one person's perspective throughout the book, but you're actually going to have multiple people with multiple different viewpoints and using uh, various backgrounds and scripture and things like that. But we need it to feel cohesive oh and by the way (laughs) and we want to have it as a gift on christmas day it's july and we need it by christmas right so the publisher was so wonderful at working with us to say okay here's the milestones you have to hit if you want to be able to have this in print to to gift 
for him on Christmas Day. You've got to hit this milestone with the initial drafts, this milestone with the forwards, with the edits, with the the rounds of editing. Um, you know, it takes a lot of back and forth to publish a book. We had to do artwork, all of that stuff that goes into it. But but they worked with us in expediting the process. And what's crazy to me, and, and I didn't even think about it till you said it a minute ago. From January of finding the manuscript by accident to this January of actually releasing the book fully on Amazon, on our website, um, in physical copies at, at the church and where we minister, um, it was exactly one year. It was one year. One year from finding the manuscripts to publishing the full-length book and having it available. And we Isn't didn't think that about crazy? that. Like when you found that the manuscripts. That was not on purpose. Yeah, we didn't sit and go, okay, we're going to exactly plan this out in a no. year. We're going to do this. But um, but again, the Lord just knew the timing on it. And mm-hmm. so it everything just fell into place. Well, I want to talk about, we took um, some intentional time uh, in that July time frame, I believe it was around that time, right when we knew we were going to have to get something to the publisher. Um, and we took some time away. We, we, uh, we rented a, a little cabin in the middle of the woods that was super isolated and didn't have, there was no TVs. There was like, you know, barely any cell phone service. And we printed, you know, we had the printed out mm-hmm. um, manuscripts that you had found. Which and- we had already decided we're going to write this book. And we had not read the manuscript yet. Right. We just knew from <laughs> from remembering the sermons. I, I'll say this. You know, I had been at the church for over 20 years at the time, um, you know, before we moved to Florida. Um, and I can remember in the years and years and years of sermons that I heard preached that changed my life, that touched me deeply, that ministered to me, that spoke right to where I was, even as a young man um, growing up throughout the years. I can... I can honestly say the God of rescue was my favorite sermon that your dad has ever preached by far um, with a close second being the angel stood by. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good ones, right? We can name a hundred of them. Um, but the God of rescue, I remember hearing it and it, it marked me. I was different after I heard it. And then I remember we released the audio of it when we found it and it kind of, um, uh, the church did a like from the archives from the thing, archives, yeah. and it was one of the first messages they put on there. And I listened to it uh, years and years later, and I'm driving down the road listening to it, and I'm just in tears, getting wrecked all over again uh, because the message is just so beautiful, such a redemptive story, right. I mean, and how Jesus orchestrated this rescue of Peter after he fell and betrayed Jesus. To to think that after being beaten and crucified and resurrected. Jesus cared enough about Peter yeah. to orchestrate his rescue. And to meet him where he was. And yeah. so that's probably just, it's always been my favorite message. So I knew we were already working with gold <laughs> when it comes to what we were going to work with. But we took some time to rent a cabin and to get away from all the distractions and to just do a couple things. Number one, read through the manuscripts with our full attention. Number two, to to pray and to just seek the Lord on, you know, how to move this project forward and then to get some clarity and direction together on, okay, how are we going to tackle this? So let's talk about that first night where we sat outside on this couch in the woods with nothing but nature around us. And we cracked open the manuscripts. What was it like for you to, 
um, to read your dad's words from those sermons for the first time in a long time. And, you know, what did that feel like? It was like getting in a time machine. It was wild. Um, it took me back yeah. to when he preached those messages and to read his words, especially on God of Rescue, because yeah. he had taken the time to type that out and everything. And it, it was like a holy moment because you could hear his voice and his authority in it, even in the manuscript. And, and we did very little editing yeah. to that manuscript because it was just already so perfect. And we, we really wanted to preserve the integrity of your dad's words. Absolutely. And through yeah. this whole health journey that he's been on, he has repeatedly said, I need my voice. I need my voice. And at first we would get frustrated with him because like he would say, oh, you know, my voice isn't strong. And we were like, that's not the problem. We know that's not the problem. But what he, we finally realized that what he was saying was, I need to hear my voice, yeah. my authority. You know, his, his spirit man was trying to communicate with us what he needed to hear, which was his own words read back to him. Yeah. And so to hear his voice come out off of those pages, it was like, I mean, I just had chills just reading it. I remember yeah. really trying to hold myself together, even just reading the manuscript. And I still do. Every time I read it, Yeah, I just have to like breathe. <laughs> I remember there being times where we would read a little bit into it and then we would have to like, we'd put it down for a minute. Mm -hmm. And in tears, I remember crying my eyes out, you know, just having gone through it. But um, we would pause and we would just, talk about it we would smile or we would laugh or we would talk about i remember when he was preaching this part um we did that with the god of refreshing too uh you know oh gosh, because yes. that was an audio transcription we were literally reading the words of him preaching the message and so you know there's these little mannerisms that he has when he preaches and <laughs> it was like you could close your eyes and you were there again like you said so beautifully it's like hopping in a time machine it really was to hear him and to hear his words mm -hmm. ministering I think one of the things that really shocked me in, in a way was how, um, and we've talked about this even recently with your mom, how there were words and phrases that he used that we read and they're so profound yet so simple to digest, but so profound. And it's like something you'd hear him preach, you know, today, if, if he were preaching, you know, this Sunday, you could hear him saying it, but to know that he was saying these things 10 years ago mm -hmm. and more, you know, mm -hmm. um, that those phrases were from the Lord and they've, they've stood the test of time. You Absolutely. know, one of the ones that I know we've, we've quoted a couple of times and it just jumped off the page and God of refreshing when he says, uh, we worship so that it'll come close. And then when he we comes worship. close, we worship because he is close. Yeah. You know. I, I can tell you, we did some editing in God of Re Refreshing to just make it flow. Right. And make it fit the format of the book. But that quote is all him. Yeah. So many of those, like almost, you know, one-liners, if you will, like these bombs of truth that would be <laughs> dropped um, in these messages, they, they're all him. 
That is They're his vintage words. Tom Hall it's, right there. It's vintage and it's <laughs> and it's preserved and intact. And one thing I love about it is that and and we've talked about this, but no matter what happens from here on out, no matter what the journey looks like, no matter what um, what the Lord does and how He chooses to sovereignly handle the moments that we're wrestling with. Um, by having his words intact and now in print with books like Liar Liar that he wrote and The God of Re, uh, which are his his words, that's going to outlive all of us. Not just yeah. him, it's going to outlive all of us. Well, and I think reading his manuscripts at the beginning of this project, it really set the standard. Like, okay, we got to live up to this. Because we had not written any of our chapters. He, you know, obviously we had discovered the manuscripts while reading through them. I hadn't started on mine. You hadn't started on yours. Matt was about to rewrite his and your mom hadn't started hers. So you're right. It was like, okay, guys, <laughs> here's the standard you have to write at in order for this book to feel like a joint project. Well, and you know, we all carry his message and his DNA, not just physically, but spiritually as well. He's yes. been my pastor my entire life. And we wanted to show honor yeah. to that message that he has carried so diligently right. through good times, through bad times. If he were able today, he would still be preaching it. Yeah. And we wanted the God of Re to honor every aspect of dad's ministry and his message, right. which is the gospel, yeah. that God is all of these things. And if there's one thing that dad would tell you today, it is that God is faithful and God is worthy and that God is anything that you need him to be. Yeah. And that's what we wanted the book to say. Yeah. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody recently and we were talking about, you know, podcasts and recording sermons. And I'm thankful for all of that stuff. I'm thankful that we're able to have uh, video recordings of sermons that people preach um, I'm thankful for social media platforms because they can be used for good with encouragement. And, and I'm thankful for things like podcasts. But, you know, the the digital world changes so frequently. Mm -hmm. And one thing that has stood the test of time over literally thousands of years is uh, people write books and those books last for generations and it may be that one day on a dusty shelf somewhere in a bookstore that none of us have ever been to lies a copy of the God of Re and some person walks in there and they're questioning, you know, God, I need you to be my rescue. I need you mm -hmm. to, to be real. Uh, I need your help. I, I just want to know you more. And they pick up that book and they dust it off and they read it. And what they're hearing is Tom Hall's words coming off the page. Um, and that will be something that I believe is one way that we help to honor uh, honor his legacy and to honor what the Lord is speaking through our family um, and allowing it to persist. Because, look, the Internet changes a lot, but there's, I believe, always going to be a place for physical books on a bookshelf somewhere in the world. Absolutely. And the message is clear. God is a God of refreshing. He is yes. a God of redemption. He's a God of reclamation. Yeah. He's a God of renovation. He doesn't leave us like we were when, when he found us. He's a God who makes a reservation for us. And right. he is absolutely the God of rescue. That okay. was the whole mission of the cross was rescue. Right. Now, one other thing that um, kind of came about and, you know, we, we hadn't really planned it out, but as we got in the middle of this project, you know, we started talking about it and the Lord worked it out. Talk about 
um, both the introduction and the forward and who it was oh, and why it's important to the book. Well, we have had the honor of sharing the words of two very, very special men of God in our lives. The forward being by, I call him my grand pastor. He's my dad's pastor, Bishop Gene Roberts um, from Frankfort, Kentucky. And he has been just, he's been like a father to dad mm-hmm. um, when his own father was not in church and everything and didn't support his ministry. Brother Roberts has always been an encouragement. He's the one who commissioned him to send to pastor in Winchester. And and he dedicated me and my brother when we were babies and everything. And he's up in years. And so for him to be able to write the foreword yeah. was truly special. And what I got from him was a handwritten, <laughs> a handwritten foreword. And it was just, I just got the, just the most perfect image of it it's beautiful and we will keep that forever and i just have to say thank you to his daughter for helping us make that happen yes because that has meant so much to dad and then of course our bishop gary clowers who is currently the one who's shepherding um the ministry there at the church he's kind of helping to as we've hit some tumultuous times um Bishop Clowers has been so instrumental in he's, helping he's with the church. He's known your dad since he your was dad was 16, 16, right? Yeah. Yeah. So these Forever. are lifelong men of God yeah. who have been a voice in your dad's life for a lifetime now. And they both got to put not only their stamp of approval on the book, but also their heartfelt words of encouragement and love, mm-hmm. um, you know, that forever is included as part of this project. And I'm not sure that there's two men on the earth who have been more supportive of our family. Absolutely. Than Bishop Roberts and Bishop Clowers. Yeah, and and you know like so a couple of years ago your your parents celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary and we threw a big surprise party and both of those men were there. They both spoke and and prayed and you know hugged necks and you're right that those two men are influential and not just in your dad's life, but because of their role in your dad's life, they've played a part in our entire family. Absolutely. I mean, brother Clowers is on our board, right. <laughs> you know, right. we love him. Um, and just to be able to forever have their words in print in right. association with this book, it's just, it just means the world to me. Yeah. So we obviously were able to, um, get the book out and and we were able to gift it to your dad on Christmas Day. And, um, you know, we took some videos and, and stuff like that and, and, you know, we haven't shared those and we probably won't. It was a very private moment, but it was one that we'll cherish forever. But just to kind of talk through it a little bit, you know, it's Christmas Day, there's wrapping paper flying everywhere, grandkids, <laughs> <Literally> are, flying. <laughs> grandkids are in the floor excited. Um, but we started off with with your dad's book. Uh, as the gift, and you walked over and sat down next to him on the couch, and you unwrapped it, and he's, you know, it's taken him a minute to understand what's going on, but as he starts to get it, you know, you see his face light up. What was that moment like, you know, getting to share that with him? Oh, gosh, you're going to make me cry. Um, <laughs> You know, clarity has been an issue. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's why we started with him opening the book. Because I figured if at any point in time during the multiple gift unwrapping with all the grandkids and everything, if he were to lose focus, I didn't want to have to try to rein him back in, you know. So we started with the book so that he could not get it out of the way, but, you know, pay attention. And when he saw his name on the cover and he started to understand that we had done this for him as a family because this wouldn't have gotten done if we didn't all do it together. Absolutely. Um, it clicked and there was this brightness in his eyes and to hear him speak clearly about the power of print. Mm-hmm. He talked about this will outlive me. And no matter what happens next, this will always be around. And that was just, I'll never forget that. I remember he uh, he stood up um, a couple minutes later. You know, <laughs> we were starting to move on with the process of the gifts. And at that point, the stockings were being opened and everything. And I remember he stood up and he looked at me with the book in his hand. He had a big smile on his face. And he said, We've got to get this out. We've got to get this into people's hands. Like he yeah. was already like on the next step. And we're like, yep, we, that's that's the plan. We're taking care of it. He's like, I'm serious. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> People need to hear these words. And, he was on mission, wasn't he? <laughs> and, and it wasn't like a, you know, a, a, a people need to hear my words. It was people need to hear these words because they're from the Lord. And he knows the impact that they've had when he preached it. Because mm-hmm. he, he remembers back to preaching the God of Re. You catch him in those moments and you can get him to talk about it. Um, but he also knows that the impact that just the encouragement of a book can bring to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was already planning the next step of how to get it in people's hands. He was so excited. And that was five minutes after he even found out about it himself. You know, and I know we need to wrap up, but I did just want to say that I know that this book will bless whoever reads it. Yeah. But the fact that it has blessed him means the world. Worth it. And we've um so it's been it's been on sale for a couple weeks now. We did some pre-orders, but now it's officially on sale. We've started getting some feedback already. Absolutely. And and some of the feedback that's come in at first that has been such a treasure to us is people who have known him for a long time. They've called him pastor for a long time and we had people they would message us or message your mom or your brother, and they would say things like, man, I'm sitting here reading this book and I can hear Tom Hall preaching this message. I'm, I'm taken back to the moments when I heard him preach these words and I'm getting to relive that. And mm-hmm. time and time again, we've heard people say the same thing. Oh man, to get to relive these messages, to get to hear his voice again, because the phrases and stuff in the book, I mean, they're his. They're his. And so people are reading it and they're hearing his voice in their head as they're reading it. Mm-hmm. And they're going, how how wonderful it is to hear him again. And um, man, that feedback has meant the world to us. It's, it's also it has. been so refreshing to hear that the way that it touched us when we read those manuscripts in the middle of the forest, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's touching people who are getting the book and reading it and saying, man, it's doing the same thing to me. I'm, I'm reliving those messages and hearing those words. Absolutely. If you are local to Winchester, 
my mom has a box of yeah. books. Winchester, Kentucky. You go to Church of the Living God if that's not your church um, or if it is your church. Go to Church of the Living God. They've got uh, physical copies there for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and the proceeds from those that case of books is going to fund a mission trip there at the church. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And then we've got... We've got physical copies that we take around when we minister, and then we've also got the book listed on our website. So if you're local and, to Florida, right, hit we, us up. Hit us up. We can send you a book. Um, and then we, it's also on Amazon. So mm-hmm. if that's the easiest way for you to get things, especially with Prime, you know, shipping and all that stuff. Yes, all my friends um, in Oregon, Montana, Missouri, California. Right. We got you on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, Amazon. Um, it's it's there, and uh, they also have uh, on on Amazon. There's a, a Kindle like e-reader version of it as well. Mm-hmm. In case that's your thing, you don't want a physical copy, but you want to scroll through a tablet or whatever. Um, we have Absolutely. that available, um, and we're we're looking at a few other avenues to get the book out um, in terms of like Apple Books and a few additional bookstores. So we'll we'll keep everybody posted about that. But if you if you don't have a copy, um. I want to encourage you tonight, whenever you hear this, uh, maybe it's a couple weeks from now, maybe you you know, you know catch this podcast, but um, it's worth the investment to get these words into your spirit because I know that it'll be an encouragement and it'll stick with you because these messages have stuck with us for over a decade now and in reliving them, it's it's just made us hungry all over again for God and made us recognize his goodness and who he is as the God of, you know, refreshing and renovation and reservation and reclamation, redemption and rescue. Um, Absolutely. It it just makes us fall in love with, with God all over again, reading these words and reading the scriptures that are contained in these pages. So I want to encourage you to grab a copy if you haven't already. And if you have, then I want you to encourage I want to encourage you to share it with with other people and um, get the word out. And, and if this book has touched your life, please send a message. Yes. Not because we need to be puffed up, but because dad desperately needs the encouragement. Yeah, and, and every message that we get or, or that your mom gets, we're sharing with uh, with your dad to, to let him know that people are reading it and people are encouraged by it. Absolutely. All these years later, his words are still making an impact on people. Absolutely. And uh, he does have his voice. For those of you who have known us forever, you know that there have been times that we have fought for miracles. My uncle is a miracle. Yeah. And there have been others. You know, we've seen cancer disappear and things of that nature. You know, we've seen God move. Dad is fighting for his life. And so... Don't just buy the book. <laughs> Pray. Yeah, absolutely. More than anything, you know, just come into agreement with us as a family um, that God's going to do something amazing and receive all of the glory for it. Um, and it's it's going to be a testimony to the faithfulness of God. Yeah. Well, we're going to end here. Um, we hope that this kind of behind the scenes has been uh, fun and, you know, encouraging and you get to hear us kind of reminisce a little bit about the process. And Yes, lots of hard yeah. work. Definitely worth it. It was fun and it was worth it. And it's something that, man, um, we're just proud of because as a family, it feels like a very special accomplishment. 
And who knows? Maybe we'll publish more of Dad's work. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, as the, as we're able to, we would love to do that. Um, but the Lord definitely has given us favor on this project as a family, and so um, we hope that it encourages you. We love you guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us and checking out this episode. And uh, we've got some very exciting uh, episodes lined up for this year. We've got some exciting guests and everything. So continue to pray for us and partner with us in ministry. Love you guys. Till next time. God bless.